It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. Time for... To the Max Sports. I got an empty seat here today. Yeah. Talked talk to Max. He said, uh, I don't know if he can center me or not. It kind of looks weird. So, we put, so there we go. Um, we kind of got Max. Uh, what do you mean? I kind of got. Max will be here next week. Talk okay. to him. Uh, barring in any uncertain, unseen events, he will be here. Like unintentionally driving to a into a bridge or yeah. over a bridge? We don't want that to happen. Now, as long as it's, as long as it's a bridge over troubled waters. Well, speaking of bridging the gap, going from eight C to being in the finals, the Miami Heat. How about them Heat? Yeah, a second time in history where an eight seed okay. has faced a one. Yeah, that's very interesting. I I'm puzzled by the whole Heat Celtic series. I mean, everyone is kind of saying this that, that if you had if you had made that a twelve on twelve game Boston wins nine games out of 10 every 10 because they're better top to bottom. But do you put that on the coach? Do you put that on Spolstra? Do you put that on Jimmy Butler? Where do you put that? You put it on the Celtics. They're just, they're failing to produce. But having said that Miami's just, you know, they've been the underdog, and they've come away, um, you know, to go to Boston game seven, you know, on the uh, parquet floor and beat the Celtics. That's tough. And cover. Cover seven-point spread to boot. Yeah. I, you think Missoula keeps his job in Boston? It's hard to say. I think he should. I think Spolster keeps his. <laughs> he may go down as – he. He may go down with the most wins of any, you know, like we talked about. A we did talk ago. about it. He's a young guy. He may, he may very well be the best coach in the NBA right now. He, he may supplant uh, Pop, Pop eventually as the goat of NBA coaches. Still looks young. He does still look young, but he's not that young. I think we looked at it, he's 56, 57 yeah, years old. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean he conceivably. I mean, he could have 15, 20 more years. I mean, I remember, you know, when, when LeBron was back in Miami and, and they, and they brought him up to coach and you look at him, you go, this kid just got out of high school. Yeah. We thought he was just going to be LeBron's kind of yes man, you know, but he wasn't. And that's, maybe that's a lot of Spolstra. Maybe that's a little bit of Riley. I think it's a lot of Spolstra. I mean, look, he's the GMs he's gone through the, assistant coach is the player personnel he's gone through and he continues to to put together a team that's competitive yeah good Very for competitive. him good for him guys stick around to the end of the show we're going to test your sports trivia knowledge now we're going to we we we're, we're going to test something we haven't done it in a while so me and bob always play each other single elimination we ask each other sports trivia questions whoever gets it uh gets a a cup of coffee, something like that. Something like that. So, so what's your outlook on the uh, series? I mean, Joker, the talent Denver has. If Miami can maybe steal one uh, of the two games uh, in Denver, maybe it goes six. But I, 
I think they kind of met the Waterloo. I mean, I, I, I like Denver to win. Uh, it's four-one game series. See, I, I think I think it's at least six, and I do think Miami stands a chance. They got they got to play out play out their mind. Yeah, but they got a better chance than thirty other NBA teams right now. They're <laughs> they've proven people wrong, you know, for the last. 60 days, so we'll see what happens. And you're right. They they just need to steal one in Denver. Steal one in Denver. And flip the script. And it could possibly happen tonight. You know, Denver's coming off a 10-game layoff, so they, they may be a little rusty. Yeah. Or, conversely, Miami could be like, they've got that euphoric high. That was their finals, beating the Celtics at home, you know? So yeah. we'll, just, we'll see who shows up. They had that euphoric high, and then they go high to Denver at altitude. And I know what Spolstra said. We'll play him on the top of Mount Everest if we need to. It's within the lines. Yeah, Eric, uh, just so you know, physically, if the between the four lines is at 6,000 feet, the air is still a little thinner. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's thin air like Spolstra's thin hair. Yeah, though, though he did say, yeah, and when you come back to Miami, we're going to turn off the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> they should. What, what what was that the thing that we did we did to LeBron yeah. here and I think we he cried that game. He cramped that, up pretty bad. Is that the the cry game? He also had a game where he cried. I think that may have been that game. Yeah. Cramping cry. I think he cramped up and when he realized he was cramping and couldn't play, that's when he cried. So did you watch anything else this weekend? Uh no, but Last I got <laughs> let me ask you a question, Bob. It seems to always happen. If I have something I love at a restaurant, they take it off the menu. Okay. If I have a great clips barber, I go back and, well, he's he's gone. He, you know, where did he go? Well, we don't know. Uh, inevitably, it happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you, to everybody. Man, the one sports show I could tolerate, Undisputed, they broke up their happy marriage and Shannon Sharp's leaving. I'm sorry. I know. I mean, I it's just sad. I mean, for me, I liked I liked Mike and Mike back in the day. I do like I do like Get Up, but I pretty much like Get Up when it's Greenberg hosting. I'm, and he hasn't hosted a lot of Get Up lately. And I'll watch first take, but meh. I just I I can't tolerate the screaming and yelling and the yeah, the Steve, the yeah. Actress. Stephen Smith is a little just a little over the top. And Shannon Sharp, to me, he had the theatrics, but he, but it was more of a measured uh, way that they both. I just love their chemistry, and it just sucks that. And, and I've actually learned a lot of information that I've brought mm-hmm. to this show by watching their show. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, um, so anyway, they're gone. And I remember when me and Max started this show, people would be like, "Oh, you guys don't." argue everyone says yes oh, i agree i agree well you, you can have a show where you can disagree without screaming at each other or agree with what you're saying you know and that's always been my take but the biggest thing for me on a show and that's why i loved about uh, undisputed was i always learned something mm-hmm. they didn't just out scream out an opinion without giving me a fact you know, there were, the Heat did this. They're only the second team to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out, you know, of the f- three first-round picks, only three have taken their teams 
to the NBA promised land. Do you know who those are? No idea. Well, LeBum James, obviously he did it, but via my, you know, via coming back mm-hmm. from Miami, first round pick of the Cavaliers. Okay. Kyrie Irving was a first round pick. Cancer. But he still mm-hmm. was. And uh, Tim Duncan. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. were talking about how hard it is for Wimban Yama. I was saying when Wimbanyama last podcast, but Wimbanyama how hard it's going to be as a number one pick to actually take your team to the promised land. It was an amazing stat that only three players have ever done that. Well, is that, is that part partly because if you, if you have the number one pick, you're not a good basketball team. At at least at that point in time, you definitely are, but you possibly are also a bad organization. Yeah. So maybe it's more along that it's like football. I mean, if you're getting the if you're getting the number one pick, you probably don't have a good line to protect this kid. Yeah, and he's going to get destroyed, and he's never going to blossom into anything. Yeah, and to your point, Duncan had the pieces. They just had the the tank season and the Robinson injury. The bomb he had to come back after being drafted and win. Yeah, you know, so uh, interesting dynamic. But I think the Spurs. I know they were a 22-win team, but I wouldn't call them a bad team. Really? A, a, a bad team is you've got a bunch of aging veterans. You're in total rebuild mode. I mean, we talked about last week. They've they've got some young, capable talent. Yeah, but we also, we also said last week that if that's pretty much any other coach in the NBA coaching that team, they don't win 22. They don't win 15. But let me ask you this. With the talent, do they got a better, better talent group than Houston? Well, Houston's abysmal. Maybe not Detroit. Detroit's actually got some talent. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I think I think Victor is coming into an organization and is set up for success. We know success. We know how to do it. Let's just do it. And back to your thing about shows that I like, I've said this to you before. My North Star for sports shows is Pardon the Interruption. My my two favorite sports people in the world, Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, and how they describe their relationship. And yeah, we're gonna love. We're gonna we're gonna yell at each other. We're gonna we're gonna disagree. But at the end of the day, we love each other. That's that's what I want. That's yeah. the dynamic. Yeah, and it's a good dynamic. I don't like the, the, the you know I like to have a more you know they got this two three minute thing going on mm-hmm. and it's over. Sometimes I think that's too short. Yeah, and actually, PTI invented that. Yeah, they should call an overtime on things that when they really get rolling on. Yeah, have you ever, did you see the the uh, retrospective for the 30th anniversary of PTI where they went back and talked about how the how the program was formatted that way mm-hmm. and what they were thinking and why they thought it that way, why they put the clock up? A lot of stuff that we see now, like even in like like news programs, yeah. where they have a clock up, they have a rundown of what's going on. PTI was the first television program to do that. Every other one that's come after learned it from PTI. Interesting. Yeah. Again, things we try to teach you things on this yeah. show that you did not know. Exactly. So, so going from the hard court to the uh, cold and hard court, any, any thoughts on Panthers and the Vegas Knights? You know, I'm going to lie to you. If I haven't <laughs> said I watch a lot of hockey. Now I do watch playoff hockey just because it's playoff hockey and not a lot. 
I'm having an adult uh, drink and I'm there. But I'm going to go with the Panthers just because I will be in sunny South Florida again. My brother lives in Western Florida, literally a 10-minute drive to the stadium, which I've actually been to that stadium. And the fact that San Antonio had a minor league hockey team that was affiliated Affiliated. with the Panthers. So I'm all in, all Panther. I find it really interesting. Just Plus, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Pardon the interruption. Plus, they've come back from some amazing games. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Amazing. The the storyline in South Florida. What are they drinking in Miami? Well, if you're Boston, if if you're the leaders of Boston sports, I'm sorry. You're making a weapon of mass destruction and shipping it to South Florida and blowing it up because you hate everything in South Florida. Not only... Did the Miami Heat knock off the Celtics, who, by the way, had the number one record in basketball? The Panthers knocked off the Bruins, not only had the best record in hockey this year, set the record for the best hockey season ever. I know, right? Crazy. And the way they won that game where they had to empty out the goalie and they scored with like 30 seconds left and then it went on and they beat it. Just amazing. Yeah. So I'm. I'm, I have a friend who's telling me the Panthers are going to win, so I'm going to root for the Vegas Knights because I want them to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, Mike is his name. Mike? Yeah, Mike. Uh, well, he's just going to be contrarian just to f with you. Well, no, I'm going to be contrarian just to f with him <laughs> uh, because I really don't have a horse in this race. Yeah. Um, I I want to see that Heat Cinderella story. Yeah. Go a little bit further, but the Heat are. The Heat are more of an eight seed than the Panthers are an eight seed. Yeah, no, I agree. And 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 that's just a, a function of a function one of hockey in general in the season, and then sure. playoff hockey, where and you don't get that a lot in basketball. Though I think one of the things that hurt the Celtics was this reliance on the three, which which I think almost creates in basketball the same situation that we have in hockey. In hockey, in playoff hockey, you get a goalie who stands on top of their head. Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. I don't care what else is happening in the lines ahead of you. If your goalie is 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 just playing out of his mind, you're winning. Yeah. You don't have that in the NBA. You don't have that in a basketball game. Unless your team lives and dies by the three. Yeah. Because that's, that's, sh- that's, shooting teams can go cold. That's today's NBA. I mean, well, for, for, for a lot of teams, yeah. yeah. For a lot of teams, yeah. So those are going to be two good, interesting series. Um, so the Indy 500, you get to, I actually watched the Indy 500 and thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I, you know, I watched it, and then and then it got to, what is it, 15 or 20 laps to go, and it was like the end of the end of the Lord of the Rings. It just kept on going. It was like the last two minutes going. of an NFL football and game. going yeah. and going. It was horrible. I know. I mean, but it's still a good ending. Hats off to Joseph Newgarden, first American yeah. since I think Rossi. That was awesome. Um, no, I'm, I, I love me some Indy 500 mainly because I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the strategy and whether it's tires and 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 fuel and and some of that pitch strategy. Yeah. Because 500 miles is a long, long race, and. Yeah. And race car drivers race into Indy, and I've done I've done a virtual Indy 500, so I know at yeah. least what that takes. Yeah, and then the agony of defeat to 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 be in the lead with 
seven, eight, nine, ten laps to go yeah. and lose your car. And I think there was one year in the seventies when you know I was a kid back then. One of the guys ran out of gas on on the fifth lap from the final. Yeah, and, and, you know, just I, you never know what can happen. Yeah, I mean that's that's what makes it that that's part of it too. And I know going talking Indy five hundred and going really really deep. Danica Patrick's only win in in IndyCar at Motegi was basically a fuel win. It was a fuel strategy win mm-hmm. uh, that worked out for her. But no, I I. I love me some Indy 500. Those guys are great to drive those cars at those speeds on that, on that historic raceway. And what you don't know, unless you've either raced it virtually on a true scan of the track or raced it going into turn one at the Indy 500 at 230 miles an hour, your sphincter like, so tightens up. You couldn't get a fly through there. It's insane. And turn three, which is physically the same turn, seems so open and so free. What's interesting is the front straight of the Indy 500 actually goes downhill a little bit. So you actually pick up a little bit more speed going into turn one as well. Have we reached max capacity speed on these cars? I mean, when I was a kid, I remember 185, then 190. Then it was a big deal when they broke 200. Um now what we're we're pushing 235 i i think it's more it's more the safety of the drivers if they could go faster and still be safe i, I think, think they're going to go have faster we, have we kind of reached a a point where that's just the mechanics of well, having a, you know well remember, remember one thing about the indie about indie cars those are those are spec cars yeah so you you don't have all that much now leeway kind of a yeah you can't there's some arrow changes that teams can do, and there's some other stuff that teams can do. This isn't Formula One where, you know, it's a white drawing board. But I guess to the point of us being kids in the 70s, 185 was incredible. They're 230, 230 now. 25 years from now, is it going to be 260? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. And, and, is it possible? And do it on less gas. Yeah, and will be humanely possible. Well, that's the other thing, too. Pulling those kinds of Gs. Yeah. Eee, fun. I got a crazy story for you. So my girlfriend's uh, uh, son, did, on a crazy whim, decided to drive up to Indianapolis. Okay. See if he could score tickets. Oh, my God. And he did. And guess what? During the live event, uh, we're watching it. We call him and said, did you see that tire, dude? He goes, uh, yeah, I ducked. It flew over my head. Nice. He was in that turn. Wow. It actually left the track and hit a car. I know. I, if I, that was my car, I'd be, I want the tire as a souvenir. <laughs> That'd be a nice souvenir, but dude, it's an absolute miracle that that tire flew some, I was calculating probably what 40 and 50 and, and barely cleared <sighs> the stands and they're not hitting anybody. You know, vendors or people walking around down below the grandstand. Yeah, that's yeah, that's going to kill somebody. And oh yeah, and they've spent a lot of time to do some type of safety restraint. So I don't know what broke in that. Those are they're not supposed to fly off like that. Well, I think it was a freak anomaly because typically the way he hit it and just caused the torque. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I guess it was designed so that. If it clears this high, it's going to clear 
the stands. Clear the stands. And it barely cleared the stands. Yeah, it's, I mean. I think that would have killed or injured multiple people. Oh, probably. And, and IndyCar is interesting. I I remember watching live Dan Weldon be killed at Las Vegas, and that was that was a freak accident. That's what they yeah. always are. They are freak accidents. Look at Earnhardt. Yeah, that was, and that was the beginning of the halo system, the yeah. the head restraint was brought in because of Earnhardt, because yeah. what they feel about him is that if he had worn that, he would not have died. Yeah. I mean, they got those guys secure, and if you watch the cars, they just absorb all the impact and watch yeah. their pieces just break away, you know, yeah. so the technology is amazing. So, so, so now the American audience will turn off auto racing until <laughs> next year, though it was a really, really good day for auto racing. You had the Monaco Grand Prix yeah. that I, I really don't like Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen wins the Formula One. We get a one race ban for Chase Elliott intentionally crashing somebody in the Coca-Cola 600 later that day. Yeah. So fun times. Well, we don't talk about horse race or car racing much, but we just spent what? 10 minutes. Probably Probably as much as we will all year. It combined, yeah. Combined. So horse so racing got the Belmont. We have the Belmont that's coming up. Weeks. We'll talk about it next week, but it looks like Angel Vampire is going to run. That's probably who I'm going to take. I do like deep closers at Belmont. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some front speed. It looks like Forte is in. That is a long layoff for him. That is a long distance to go. Essentially wire to wire. Give me Angel Vampire. Do you like where we are with horse racing? I mean, th- this idea that if I don't win at the Kentucky, I rest my horse for the Preakness and bring him back or bring him or her back for the Belmont because it, it, it's not worth it to me anymore. And these horses are run so sparingly in their careers. This isn't this isn't the days of Secretariat. Well, you got to remember the stud fee is going to be way more valuable in the end than the uh, than the racing wins money wise. I, I think it depends on the style of your horse. If you have a horse that's a stalk closer, um, I think depending on your horse, that yes. Um, obviously, if you get a Kentucky Derby horse that goes wire to wire or uh, is right up near the pace and his style has always been pace closer mm-hmm. and he wins, I think typically he's going to run in the Preakness. It, it, but and if he if he wires the Preakness and he want, runs in a dominating fashion, then they're going to put him in the Belmont. I th- I think we haven't seen the last of the potential Triple Crown winners to answer your question. Well, I mean... It, I notice that is kind of the... That's the, the trend. Theme, yeah. I mean, the, the idea that we had Mage in the Preakness, and we talked about this last week, that not, a, not another s- single horse in that field had raced a derby. So... So, I mean, if conceivably Mage had had run over that field, Mage wasn't all that much of a great horse winning the Derby. It just kind of fell yeah. the right way for that horse. And then, and then, do you diminish the Triple Crown? Does that diminish the Triple Crown? I mean, I don't think so. You still got to go out there and and win and beat you know the the horses in front of yeah, you or behind enough. you, so to speak. Fair enough. Um, there's something else I was going to tell you about. I can't remember. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's coming up. That'll be exciting. We'll probably start rounding into baseball here. We got the NFL draft um, coming up. Well, NFL training camp. We we have OTAs. Yeah, OTAs. We have NBA draft coming up in a couple of weeks. You think the Raiders uh, avoid the, the $72 million and say, God, thank God we had an out. We're paying this guy 72 We way overpaid him. 
He's already hurt. I I, I would if, if I, I would thank God and walk away from that contract. If, if if I was the Raiders, I would try to restructure it because, in all honesty, injuries notwithstanding, I would want Jimmy Garoppolo in my locker room. He's that dude. Yeah, he's a dude in the locker room. Yeah, well, I don't need a dude in the locker room making seventy two million. I need well, him, I need him on the field winning football games. And talk about horses that skip races. This guy has missed a lot of NFL. No, games. I, I I get that, and availability is a skill. But one of the things that 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 I don't know if if the Raiders have is a good locker room culture. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I and I'm looking across, you know, not across the bay anymore, but I'm looking at my 49ers, wondering, does Sam Darnold lead us to the Super Bowl? That's going to be interesting to me. Sam Darnold, Brock Purdy, and Tre, and Trey Lance. Good problem to have. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I guess. In that system, one of them should be able to eke out the 11 to 12 wins you need the, in the division. And the word on the street, what they're saying from 49ers land, is that Sam Darnold, really not what his record and his previous career indicates, that he is better than that. So we'll see. Well, Again, going back to a coach that can put people in, in places to make them better, and that's what Shanahan brings to the table. Mm-hmm. He Very knows true. how to put players together. Well, let's do some sports trivia. If you hung through the horse racing, the auto racing, and everything else, me and uh, Bob play single elimination. Elimination. It's uh, There's no consolation prize. There's no second-place trophy. It's winner-take-all. You want to play along at home. Ooh. Bob, I will let you pick your topic, baseball, pro football, pro basketball, or golf. We're going to go with the little white ball. You want white balls? Am I giving you white balls? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a white ball question. Right. Or how do we do this? It's been so long. Do you pick the topic and then I ask it? Or That's fine. Okay. You can, you can, you can pick. Let's do that. You pick the topic you think you can beat me at. Okay. I did play golf for 11 straight years, though. Yeah, I got a friend who's watched sports for 50 years, and it doesn't make him an expert. Okay, golf. During stroke play, while on the teeing ground, I guess that's on the tee box, John breaks off a branch of a tree that would have interfered with his swing. Is there a penalty for this since the ball was not yet in play? Okay, so okay, so, so the is, ball's on the ground. He, no, no, he's, he's in, ready he, to hit it. And he breaks the brand. He's off. in the tee box. He's in the tee box. He hasn't hit his tee shot, and where he's tee and where he's put his ball, I guess a tree a tree branch is in his backswing. He doesn't want it, so he goes up and breaks the tree branch to clear it. Okay, is there a penalty? So he's in the tee box. He's not out. He's on not. The he's not. The ball is not yet in play. Uh, I'm going to say in that case. That's an obstruction to the swing of the tee box, and he has every right to remove any uh, impediments to his swing. Now, had he been on a fairway or in the rough, I'm getting ready to get buzzed. I don't, I don't know where my buzz sound is, though. Oh. Yeah, there we go. No. Because it, you may eliminate irregularities on the ground, but not break a branch. I knew you couldn't break a branch. I thought it was a trick question. Because <laughs> I actually did that and got penalized one time. I asked Jeff. Two strokes. 
Two strokes. Yeah. Okay. Looks like I might win. Okay. <laughs> All right. What are you going to throw at me? It's interesting. Okay. Um, similar. Let's see if you get this right. We staying in the little white ball realm? Yeah. Kind of sounds like Lance Armstrong. During stroke play, an immovable obstruction is interfering with John's swing. John and his caddy with Herculean effort remove the obstruction. Is John subject to a penalty for this? No. <laughs> yes, two strokes. He is not allowed to move a fixed or a, a movable object. Well, how easy could I have made that? For? Well, no, no. If it's an immovable object, it can't be moved. If they've moved it, it's not an immovable um, object anymore. <laughs> All right, let's go to sudden death before we lose everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Pro football. Pro football. A runner breaks into the clear, but slips on the wet turf. Okay. A defensive player takes the ball from the ball carrier's hands as the ball carrier lies on his back. Is this legal since the ball carrier has not been downed? Give it to me one more time. A runner breaks into the clear, but slips and falls on the wet turf. A defensive player takes the ball from the ball carrier's hands as the ball carrier lies on their back, like an upended turtle. Mm -hmm. Is this legal since the ball carrier has not been downed? All day long. Yes. No. You can only take the ball from the player when he is on his feet. And I would have, I actually think I would have gotten this answer just thinking. Is that college or pro? Right? That is pro. Oh, let me change that one. And 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 I wonder if it's the the whole idea that you're not down until you're touched. If if I reach in and get the ball, you're touched, you're down. I know I know you're down in college. I didn't know in the pro. Well, no, in college you're down when you go yeah. down. You don't even need to yeah. be touched. In pro, you just need to be touched. Right. Okay, one more try. I like being touched. I should have been a pro. Oh, you wouldn't have made much money. Okay, here we go. Pro football, if you get this right, it's just going to be a tie. Okay. All right. With third and 12 from the three-yard line, John throws a pass that is intercepted and run back to the two-yard line where it is fumbled into the end zone by the player who intercepted it. John picks up the ball in the end zone and is tackled there and fumbles the ball out of the back of the end zone. What is the ruling? I know that's a little wordy. You want me to repeat it? No, I got it. I mean, I got it. Safety. Basically, uh, it's a touchback. It is John's team's ball, first and 10 on the 20. Okay. Oh, because you can't, f okay. Fumbling into the end zone. So everything that happens after the ball has been fumbled into the end zone is irrelevant. Okay. So Okay. We're, we're horrible. Well, we tied, and we couldn't answer. Yep, we're questions. horrible. We're horrible. <laughs> but one thing we are good at is being back next week. So uh, we'll have Max back in the saddle. We'll see you all next week. Please make sure to hit like, subscribe, 
uh, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Until then, guys, OH. And we're out.